1: We're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from ISFF. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. But also, also, well, of course, the Lakers Fast Break, where we cover the Lakers, the up and down ride it is so far the season, and everything going on in the NBA right there for your Lakers Fast Break. Go ahead and make sure you like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever you can to go ahead and support us at all three of those great places. Plus also as well, the Domination Sports Nation. The guys from the Domination Sports Nation, a.k.a. the Lardieres, cover the world of sports like no one else. So please join us at the Domination Sports Nation. Indeed. But also, if you have any questions for us, last minute changes, waiver wire pickups that you can make for your Championship game starting lineup changes because you're worried about which starter you think will be successful in your title game. Go ahead and let us know. isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or inside sports FF on Twitter. And it is, of course, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this. We truly appreciate it. Championship week for many leagues is here. And my god, it's going to be a fun one indeed. I don't know how. So I was telling the guys <laughs> in our Yahoo fantasy football league that Chris started. Uh, he asked me to join a couple years ago. Uh, I actually was able, and fortunate enough, last year to go all the way to the championship game, and I felt really confident going in there. I thought I was going to have a great game, but absolutely, you know, at the worst possible time, and uh, didn't work out for me. But this year, once again, I have no idea how I made it back. Really, I'm serious. It has been a year that I have met, I've met and loved and embraced the waiver wire in every way, shape, or form as far as the running backs on my team. My wide receivers have been solid, but not spectacular. I haven't had that one spectacular player that's just absolutely gotten me huge numbers. The quarterbacks, however, between Tua and Dak Prescott, have done well for me at the right times, so I picked up Dak off the waiver wire and he's done a really good job for me there as well and again I seriously do not know how I've been able to go ahead and win with guys like Madison Ezekiel Elliott uh, as far as uh, Jalen Warren and Kyron Williams as my running back crew per se I have no idea how I made it to the championship game, but I'm there, and I feel very fortunate indeed. In fact, I still don't three know how yard I'm...
2: the three yard dumpling gang there, Gerald.
1: Well, I was telling <laughs> you exactly, exactly, or or the three point dumpling gang outside of Williams, who's having a great season for the Rams. That's my that's my star running back to give you an idea, and he was barely on the roster for for uh, for many rosters this season to start off the season. Devontae Adams. One of my still-opposed star players only got – he didn't even get a point. And I still got, you know, (laughs) there. So, again, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. So I'm looking to go ahead and see if I can go all the way this year. But here today to discuss your championship game and what you need to go ahead and do and make the right decisions, including a Cleveland wide receiver you need to play if you're not playing him I made the mistake in my ESPN leagues to not play him, and he got 51 points on the ESPN league by himself. Here today to go ahead and discuss that are three awesome panelists indeed. First up, first man here, he is the madman from Toronto. He did get out of Toronto traffic to discuss some fantasy football for your championship. It is, of course, the guy who heads up so much of our Lakers fast break coverage. It is Magic Man Sean Grice. Sean, great to have you here. Hope you had a fantastic Christmas. Wishing you the happiest holidays. Sorry it was with Joe and me and the Lakers losing, but it's football season, my friend. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty. While the season is winding down the NFL, the championship week for many teams is here. Your thoughts, my friend, on the NFL championship season as far as for fantasy football. When you get to that big title game, what is your strategy going forward because we're going to talk about some of the players that are involved out there some of them having good weeks some of them bad some of them affecting their mvp outcomes and the like but when you get down to it in the title game what adjustments do you make
2: well i'm not a nail biter Drew, and oh. i really don't go for the Tomps. um not a pepto guy so i'm usually a knee shaker that's that's usually my go-to when I'm 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 desperate and I need a big win. So I'm guessing a lot of people will choose their vice this weekend. Uh, my only piece of advice is remember to breathe. Remember to breathe. You know, there's and there's always next season, uh, but these championship games. Really, really test your uh, your t- um, intestinal fortitude, to quote uh Foley Gerald. They really do. So my my best advice would just make sure you have a strong stomach this weekend because things have a way of going topsy turvy when you think everything is all right.
1: That's true, my friend, because, again, this is the last chance you're going to be able to put those lineups out. So one thing I do suggest out there is making sure you check and recheck and re-recheck the latest news and notes for any last-minute scratches, any last-minute injury updates, or changes in the weather. So here today, I'm going to discuss that right now. A guy who has seen his share of bad weather on the East Coast and the bad teams for the New York teams as well. Good man, indeed. He is one half of the great combination that makes up the domination sports nation. It is Chris Sardieri. Chris, always great to have you here, my friend. You were one point short, one point short from a... point eight four. You can't even round up to one. Oh, (laughs) From getting into being this an epic episode of you versus me in the championship game, which would have been an epic episode indeed. (laughs) But your thoughts, my friend, not only checking the waiver wire, not only checking availability, not only checking injury reports constantly leading up to the, the actual football games themselves, but also the weather reports, because weather could play into this factor for your fantasy football team as well
3: yeah definitely um you know dom and i uh thankfully in my other league which is a larger money league we made the championship if we lose the payouts enough that'll ease the pain of what happened uh yesterday in philadelphia watching my you know the team i despise almost as much as the cowboys the eagles not only hold on to beat the giants but jalen hurts threw a gift of a pick six to a dory jackson and that minus two right there killed us and Here we are in the consolation game. But uh, yeah, definitely look at the weather. You know, when you think about it, there haven't been a lot of bad weather games uh, this year in the NFL, especially in December. And I just get this sneaking suspicion we'll start seeing them this weekend when you really don't want them to. If you're in need of a kicker, uh, I would kind of lean towards maybe taking one that's got a warm weather game or maybe even in a dome. I know uh, Sean's favorite kicker, Carlson with the Raiders, is an indoor game at Indy. That might be someone to look at. Or, you know, um, we've got McPherson with the Bengals on one of our teams. And here I am, like an armchair meteorologist, typing it into Google to see what the weather is going to be late afternoon, Casey. So definitely check that. And, and Gerald, to your point, I mean, you look at last week, Sean's Raiders made like Jacobs was going to play and he didn't. So uh, I think you need to scour, whether it's Twitter, whatever you do, watch Jay Glazer Sunday morning see who's really in who's out if there's a game time decision you better make sure you're paying attention and, and get those lineup changes reflected because as we saw one fluke player bad move could cost you the title
1: once again it is inside sports fantasy football it is chris sardieri and magic man sean grice along with me Trevor glassford thanks so much for watching listening but also here today good man indeed he makes up the other half of the great combination, the great tag team known as the Domination Sports Nation, wherever you get your podcasts. It is Dominic Lardieri. And Dom, awesome to have you here. Two weeks in a row. Truly appreciated. We saw what happened over the weekend with some of the stars of the NFL, especially one in particular that was leading such a great story. And again, I'm not a San Francisco fan. Uh, I'm a Brock Purdy fan because I like his story. I like the fact that he was the last pick He was Mr. Irrelevant. He was a guy who was not expected to have an NFL career. Although, you know, these days, my God, anybody that can lace up the boots or lace up the shoes as a quarterback will get some kind of consideration or at least get some kind of opportunity in the NBA, in the NFL. (laughs) When it comes to it, my friend, though, Brock Purdy did injure his chances for an MVP title. Is he a go-to guy for your championship game despite the four interceptions he threw on Sunday? Or well,
4: Monday? oh yeah. Well, watching the game, I mean some of those interceptions weren't really his fault. I mean, most of them got tipped in the air. It was pretty ridiculous. A lot of the 49ers receivers dropping the ball, but I, I still don't really frown upon on uh Brock Purdy that much. I mean, he obviously's gotten beaten up by some good teams. You saw Joe Burrow and the Bengals walked in the levi stadium and beat them a few weeks back and we've seen with this 49er team i mean when they get injured they're not the same team and they weren't injured against the ravens and the ravens defense heavily exposed them so there's someone to watch there and then you look at the the chiefs in kansas city they're all, all out of sorts as well you know you got patrick Mahomes and travis kelsey throwing their helmets so i mean it's everywhere but i mean i don't, I don't really frown upon brock Purdy that much you know the, the media is going to go up in arms about it but Dak Prescott has one bad game against the Bills, and you could still frown upon him for that, but he still has the 30 passing touchdowns and seven interceptions.
1: That's true. Overall, he's had a fantastic season, Dom. I agree with you. So it may be a little bit premature to go ahead and say, you know what, we're done with Brock Purdy. Uh, and do you concur with that, Magic Man? Especially, you know, with a team like the Raiders who have had to you know, had a hard time finding consistency, although with Antonio Pierce, they've been playing a lot better. So your thoughts, my friend, on this. Do you continue to go with a guy like Brock Purdy, or do you take a chance on some players and a player on a team like the Raiders who are looking to find some gold at the end of the season, or at the end of their rainbow this season?
2: Okay, given that scenario, go with Purdy. He's playing yeah. against the Commanders, And the Raiders are in tough uh, on the road against a really very good Indianapolis defense, Gerald. That's going to be a tough one. If Aiden O'Connell had a hard time completing a pass after the first quarter against the Chiefs, he might have a hard time completing one for the first three um, with DeForest Buckner (laughs) constantly getting his big paws uh, up in the air. I think Purdy's going to have a bounce back game. Um, I expect Shanahan to scheme, scheme the Commanders. Uh, you might find their chalk straps up uh, in the suites. Uh, that Raider game is really tough, Gerald. I, I'd, I'd avoid that one right now. Uh, I think that's going to be low scoring, whereas I think you know the the Niners can put up at thirty plus on the Commanders
1: okay fair enough uh, i think that's very sound i agree with you on that although again you know if you're willing to go and make that gamble the raiders could you know they're they're playing well they're playing with confidence they're playing with an edge they're playing mm-hmm. like you know what they've got nothing to lose so that could be something where if you have nothing to lose and you think you're going to be outgunned anyways might as well try and go ahead and reach for those gambles but I agree with you. Brock Purdy, you should not take out for one bad game. But Chris, let me bring it back to you, my friend. And once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Please go ahead and make sure you check us out here as we continue to go ahead and cover the world of football each and every week throughout the playoffs and the Super Bowl as well. My friend, when it comes to some final touches in your league, you said you have a league that you are finalizing for as far as a Title possible run for you with a title game in, in tow? What are some of the things you've now? This is not your first rodeo as far as the title game is concerned. So, what do you look for? What changes might you consider when it comes to what you're doing? You talked about possibly looking into kickers being a key advantage, especially if they're indoors or maybe in a dome. What other factors lie, or maybe what other factors? are of interest here or are in play for you when it comes to sending up that final roster for your title game.
3: Yeah. At this stage of the season, there's not a lot of depth out there on the waiver wire. So I think it's more of who to start and sit. Thankfully with this particular team, we've had a pretty consistent starting lineup. We might have a decision to make at the flex where we've got Drake London versus uh, Jalen Reed with the, the Packers who was hurt last week, but let's face it. Jordan loves really enjoyed throwing to him here down the stretch. So that's one decision we may have. And then, frankly, the defense. Um, played the Texans last week. They got us seven points. Not bad. But, I mean, the reason we're in this position in the first place is the Dolphins had a 24-point week for us against the Jets. So we are looking to stream a defense this week. All candidates are welcome. We see, for instance, the Rams are out there on waivers. or are coming off some nice rest. They're going to be playing at the uh, my beloved Giants. And uh, something tells me they might be able to – put up some points regardless of who the quarterback is tyrod taylor or uh tommy devito it remains to be seen who the starter will be in the meadowlands on sunday but that's what you want you want to try and like fill in the gaps like i mentioned we've got mcpherson as the kicker dom and i haven't made a final decision on that but you know didn't have a lot of scoring opportunities last saturday who knows against the chiefs so that'll probably be one of our other difficult decisions but at the end of the day, to Sean's point, there are hot teams in the NFL. But when it comes to the fantasy championship, you've got to play the matchups. And I know the, the Raiders have had two nice wins here, but the Colts are fighting for the playoffs. And that's what you want to look for. You want teams that are in the hunt and still have a lot to play for or mismatches. Like uh, you know, going back to the Purdy topic, I think he's a no-brainer start this week. Washington's playing out the string for a draft pick and to get Ron Rivera fired, not much else.
0: Thanks for checking out the PCC. You know, the pop culture cosmos. We'll be back in one
1: moment. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcast. It is, of course, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much again for watching this. and truly appreciate it. Big special shout out to all the radio stations that also play our show as well. But here today to talk and discuss the state of pro wrestling is a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and catch every single episode of this awesome show, the PVD cast. It is the master of the PVD cast himself, the guy who has a stranglehold has an iron claw on <laughs> the PVD cast itself. It is John Orlando. John, great to have you back, my friend. I want to go ahead and hear your predictions for 2023, and then we are going to go... Uh, 2020. I want to hear your predictions for 2024, and also as well, of course, a plug for the PVD cast. My
0: friend. Uh, overrun. We're like AEW on a Wednesday night. Yes, we night. are on Overrun. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, my first prediction is... I predict that there will be a third big promotion that starts this year, whether that is the NWA, whether that's MLW, OVW, GCW, TNA, whether it's one of those groups find a way to expand and make wrestling interesting for the fans, or if it's a brand new company that starts. And again, I know it takes a lot to do that, but I think that there's so much talent out there, Gerald, that there's got to be another big quote-unquote promotion for guys and gals to find work. There's just – we need one more. Heck, probably need two more. But I really feel like I predict that you're something's going to happen where you're going to have one of these existing promotions get bigger and expand, or you're going to find a third promotion being started by somebody somewhere.
1: Okay. All right. Any more <laughs> thoughts, my friend? Any more predictions that you have on there?
0: Um, well, yeah, I do. I actually have three. Um, okay. I, I think that this one is is by no means uh, a prediction. I think this is going to happen. I, I think we see the return of Sasha Banks to the WWE. I think that there's been some, some hints and some, some chatter and some squabble that uh, she has been talking to the WWE. I would not see that Mercedes Monet or Sasha Banks returns to the WWE.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, even though I've, yeah, like he said, he tweeted out that a former WWE champion is going to appear at their pay per view. Yet I hear other stories and other reports that the talks have ended between mm-hmm. Mercedes Monet and and WWE. So we'll see who is right on that as we go forward but that's a possibility she will end up either at a, a big company that's as far as aew or wwe any last uh predictions my friend before we last yeah
0: last one here that's gonna probably raise the eye of some folks but i think we're gonna see more front office departures from aew and i think that's going to cause 2024 to be partly a rebuild uh year for for the company i i think that when you have qt marshall and you have uh mrs massey i don't remember her first name matt jackson's wife Mm -hmm. leaving and you had cody leave a couple of years ago and you have some production people leaving i think there's going to be some more front end departures i and i honestly i would not i would not be surprised if the young bucks decide to depart
1: okay fair enough (laughs) they end up on wwe television that would be a very strange thing indeed absolutely yes it would Yes, it would will. they even get a push is what i would i would ask so uh, i don't yeah, know yeah we'll see on that one but my three predictions uh first off if mjf has not signed an extension with aew because there's some people say that there's a possibility it's already signed MJF has always said that MJF is uh, not signed yet to any organization beyond 2024 and that his contract will expire in 2024. Remember he made a big uh, Mm -hmm. thing about, uh, you know, decision MJF 2024. Uh, I think that if that's the case, I think uh, that the custody battle will be huge and it will be a major news topic. If that is the case and he has not signed an extension, we'll know sometime in 2024, if that's the case. If there's some rumors, innuendo, if that really starts to heat up, we'll know that that's the case. And WWE, I think, would put a lot of pressure on MJF as far as signing him. It, they would be very smart too because of what he could bring to their future for that company. So I definitely think that uh, if he is available as a free agent in, in uh, 2024, as he has said in the past, that it will be a huge custody battle uh, between him, them, AEW, and maybe another party, like you said, as well. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, WWE will try to retain, regain the bradding rights for the largest audience ever. I don't think they can stand the fact that the 81,000 paid is going to stick with it as the largest pro wrestling audience uh, that has paid attendance. We're not counting the North Korean and uh, I guess other venues, like <laughs> mainly North Korean uh, venue, that was not so paid attended. It was mandatory to go ahead and see. Uh, I think that yeah, WWE will make an all-out effort next year in 2024 to provide a paid audience higher than what you're seeing uh, with AEW All Out, uh, All In at at uh, London. So I will say that. And then number three. Will be it's just ego when it comes right down to it. It's just ego, my friend. Uh, one of the smaller promotions uh, that are that are known to us, as far as whether it's uh, GCW, whether it's TNA slash Impact, whether it's NWA, whether it's uh, MLW, when their money runs out from the settlement with WWE, one of those promotions will either try to go ahead and uh, absorb with another promotion or a close. Mm. I think as as costs in our of uh, living get uh, rates go higher uh, i think it's going to be harder and harder with some of these smaller promotions to remain small promotions that provide a viable living for themselves and for their wrestlers and i just think at some point in time we're going to see one of them shut down i think next year you might see one uh, close its doors that's mm-hmm. right there your thoughts on that before we end on that
0: man that's a, that's unfortunate i like i said i i hope that it expands But you make a valid point. As production costs go higher and higher and higher,
1: they don't get cheaper, my friend. No, they don't. They don't. And and you know, uh, unless you start doing it with cell phones, my friend. You know, the iPhone they always brag about how you know cinematic they are. So,
0: (laughs) I I I hope that's not the case. But I can see that happening. I can definitely see one of those uh, companies going under.
1: All right, my friend. It's been a great time talking the year-end awards for pro wrestling in 2023 and our predictions for 2024 but before we head on out it's time to do the hard pitch on what you are talking about on the pvd cast my friend
0: well i've been on a hiatus for the holidays so i've taken a couple weeks off to recharge the batteries and get some things uh, squared away and get some guests lined up but i would really urge you to go over to pvdcast.com or wherever you find podcasts find the pvd cast because my last episode for 2023 The one that I posted on December 14th, I had the opportunity to sit down and speak with a guy that many of us know from the world of professional wrestling, Sonny Beach. It's episode number 409. Sonny runs down his career being, uh, you know, whether we're talking about his time in the WWF, Herb Abrams, UWF, GWF, All Japan, Stampede, uh, talks about his thoughts on the current product, shares some great stories. Uh, so if you love wrestling, I definitely urge you to check it out. And I, uh, I was so humbled and honored to, uh, to interview or sit down and chat with Sonny. And honestly, I learned stuff that I thought I knew. And he, he dropped some knowledge on me that I was unaware of. So that tells you what a great episode it is. So again, uh, it's episode 409, uh, pvdcast.com or wherever you find great podcasts. New episode coming January 4th so uh, i won't reveal who that is just yet but uh just check out the social medias for yours truly and uh,
1: i'll be posting it soon awesome my friend it is the pvd cast please go ahead and check it out today wherever you get your podcasts or the well my friend uh, we've got more to talk about in the year ahead we've still got we've already actually made plans on, around as far as some themes that or upcoming shows uh, here as far as the first part of next year. But any last thoughts, my friend, on a year gone by in 2023 before we head on out? Uh, There were some ups. There were some downs. And
0: I'm pretty optimistic that 2024 is going to give us some great wrestling action. And uh, just watch what you like to watch and enjoy pro wrestling, folks.
1: All I will say is this. A future without a McMahon-owned WWE will be a strange year indeed. <laughs> so for John Orlando from the PvD cast, it's Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching. this. and truly appreciate it. It's the state of pro wrestling. Hopefully, you will catch all of our shows, plus of everything that we do at the Pop Culture Cosmos, anti-sports, fantasy, football, and of course the PvD cast and the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us. Looking forward to catching you next time as the state of pro wrestling, this is the Pop Culture Cosmos. What is Planet
0: Cool Stuff? It's your ultimate destination for insightful exploration from the realm of pop culture. Delve into the world of movies, video games, toys, cartoons, and visit with one-of-a-kind creators, discover incredible places, and see historical artifacts. Whether it's a toy room tour or exploring the best of pop culture cinema, Planet Cool Stuff has got you covered. Planet Cool Stuff, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada.
1: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse.
4: I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You
1: can get it out there right now.
4: I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time the last year, people have just been like, oh, You here can get, you get go. the Here's cell, cell phone version
1: yeah. that was taped somewhere where it's like, <laughs> You know, shell shaky. <laughs> has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand that that version is already available
4: yeah but i mean like
1: with a mono sound there you go oh
0: god yeah that's that's the worst part you only get sound on the
1: left ear not the right ear (laughs) something like that you can find that version already if you really want to. that's the pop culture cosmo show
4: and the pcc multiverse
1: catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts We're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from ISFF. Pop culture castles where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, also as well, of course, the Lakers fast break. Lakers fast break covers the world of the NBA and also as well any lakers news and notes go ahead and catch it today wherever you get your podcasts and also on youtube and facebook as well plus of course the domination sports nation you need the leg up in the sports world go ahead and check out the domination sports nation today wherever you get your your podcast i will tell you what though it is great to be here nfl week 18 it's just so enjoyable I am basking in the glow. <laughs> yes, I uh, said on Lakers fast break for several days now, I am the champion. I am the champion. You know the, uh, you know the queen sign. All right. Of the world <laughs> and all that. Because I took the advice of many a colleague of mine, and I took notes myself outside of one mistake I made, as I talked about on the show. But I managed to go ahead and overcome it all the way to a fantasy football league championship. As a Most of the leagues out there, most of the leagues are done for the year, but there are some in the final weeks having their last moment of glory, the ultimate championship game. So we're going to go ahead and give some final tidbits. Plus, you can also reference last week's show. Go ahead and check that out as well because we have some great notes for you your fantasy football league final if you're having it but if you are already done with your league you're already planning for next year so we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about that as well plus of course our week 18 picks as we get closer and closer to the nfl playoffs which we will have our thoughts on over the course of the next couple weeks and of course our super bowl episode as well But also here today is a good man, indeed. He is one of the two great guys behind the Domination Sports Nation. It is Chris Sardieri. Chris, great to have you back, my friend. Thank you for coming back on. Wishing you a happy new year to you and your family. Glad you're feeling better. Hoping we can get on Joe Soro and Magic Man Sean Grice here in a bit. But until they come on, it's great to have you here, my friend. Hoping you have a prosperous 2024 in fantasy football and otherwise as well.
3: Thanks, Gerald. Happy new year to you and your family. Great to be back as always. And congrats for winning our league. I know last year you were the runner up and unlike the Eagles, you came back and and ran the table and got that uh, much deserved championship. So uh, I got the last
1: playoff spot. I went from, I think I was down like seventh or eighth when I started the season, went all the way up to first. Went back down to fifth or sixth, snuck in at fourth in the final week, mm-hmm. and then uh, just got uh, a good, a lucky win uh, last week, and then this weekend I just blew the door off my uh, finals opponent, and it wasn't even close. Uh, I would tell you we I had three strong performances, and I know I was asked on the Lakers fast break exactly how I did it. I can just say. My key to success this year was reliance a higher in the draft on quarterbacks, as you know, I I preach that a lot. Uh, reliance on wide receivers, having a set strong, good strong running receivers, and one running back that can get the job done. And Coolbro, who is in the chat now, knows who that running back is. It's none other than Kyron Williams. He scored three touchdowns this past weekend. Devontae Adams. Got 31 points for me, and it was topped off by the comeback player of the year, the guy who may be considered still an NFL MVP in Dak Prescott, my friend.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, you had a, a well-rounded team, to say the le- least, and we have this running joke every late August, early September. What was your Yahoo grade? And I believe yours was a C or a C C+, as was mine. So uh, not bad, a third-place team and a champion. But, um, you know, for selfish reasons, I'm glad you won. Our opponent beat us in the semifinals because Jalen Hurts threw a uh, late awful pick six on Christmas night uh, to Adoree Jackson. And we ended up losing by, I think, like, twenty 4 uh, 8, yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad someone knocked off our opponent. Sh- sheer bitterness on my end, but... Uh, it was you know, looking you, pretty the,
1: good, though, for you and I as a matchup. And yep. It, been a case it would have gone down to the wire between us because I only outscored you in this finals. You in your semifinals, uh you know, if you base the scores, I only outscored you this weekend by 10 points.
3: Yeah. So you you would have won fair and square, which is much better than losing by less than one point. So uh I think that which would which pill- yes. I, I have done before. Yeah. I I have lost, I've lost
1: the league by less than a point because I lost in the semifinals for less than a point and had the best Point outage the next week out by a large margin. So you can tell I was very frustrated. And that was, I think, two seasons ago, if I remember correctly. So yeah, uh, this was retribution for that. So I'm very, very thankful. I was trying to plug in a second running back all year long, could never find the right mix. Finally found enough out of Ezekiel Elliott and Herbert, and you know, earlier the season, but I waived him now. Then he's to start decided to produce after that, uh, you know, Warren out of Pittsburgh gave me just enough points to what I needed at times. So I, mean, I was really begging really hard for a running back to save me. In the end, I really didn't need a consistent second running back. And I think it just tells you where we are in the league right now. If you don't need two consistent running backs to win a championship that tells you where we are, where it's based a lot off of having good wide receivers and a good scoring 20 points a game quarterback in your lineup.
3: Yeah, and you know in our other league we lost the championship. It was a blowout, so it was a little bit easier to swallow, you know, winning some money for second place is always nice, but we picked Tony Pollard at the latter portion of the first round and I wish we hadn't. He was a guy, you know, you pick him there and you're forced to play him every week. He was taken out in goal line situations down the stretch, which is frustrating and Frankly, our number two running back, Devin Singletary, who we got off waivers, uh, put up more points, I feel like, you know, in the last month of the season per game. And then on top of that, after week one, and we talked about this in early episodes this season, we got Puka Nakua off of waivers after his really good first game against the uh Excuse me, the who did the Rams play week one. I forgot already. But regardless, uh, oh, the the Seahawks. And, you know, he had a good game and everyone was like, oh, is he only doing well because Cup is out? Well, we said it on this show, if you don't have Puka, get him now because even though Cup comes back, um, I don't think the targets would be diminished. And sure enough, they didn't. He had a huge week in our semifinal game, Thursday night game against the Saints, and uh, deservedly made it was an all-pro selection this year. So moral of the story is maybe you don't take a running back in the first round and there are guys to be had on waivers, the Singletaries of the world, the Williams, like you named, uh, Puka. Uh, so don't think just because you have a C draft in Yahoo that your season's lost. There are guys to be had the first few weeks on waivers. You've just got to be aggressive.
1: Absolutely. And it's not always what you get right off the bat. You got to have some good health, uh, which I did for the most part, as far as it's concerned, uh, Uh, Outside, like I said, running back uh, issues I had uh, at at the very end, at the latter half of my season. Uh, My wide receivers, for the most part, stayed healthy, except for Waddle. Waddle, at the end, couldn't give me what I needed because he he got injured. Chase, as well. These were two of my higher-up draft choices, which kind of concerned me, but I had enough as far as my middle draft picks in Mike Evans, who had a fantastic season. Uh, Kittle gave me enough. Uh, and then Devonte Adams, who was my highest pick, finally, at the end of the season, gave me my first round output as far as giving me in that this past weekend finally got the job done the way a first round draft pick should.
3: Better late than never, right?
1: Better late than never. And it's not by through any fault of his own it's because the raiders have been a mess as we've talked about and you know they're finally getting a little bit out of it but yeah it's been very encouraging to see what's going on with uh, what's going on with las vegas right now so there you have it there was our keys to success for the season as far as what we did hopefully you have had a successful season of fantasy football if you're finally still in the running for a championship with one week left. If your league has not finished off and is finishing off this week, it's going to be a little bit different, Chris, because you have some teams starting to already gear up for the playoffs questions about, uh, availability for some players. Then there are some teams that are fighting for a playoff spot. I know we covered a lot on last week's episode, but your thoughts finally to give some advice for people if they are in their championship game.
3: Yeah. If you are, um, big picture you might want to consider a league that ends in week 17 because we've seen it this year and a lot of previous years too many guys are sitting especially at the quarterback position but that being said i think if you're stuck and let's say you've got a a stafford a mahomes um, sitting this week even if joe flacco really you know could be considered for comeback player of the year as well Um, you've got to go out there and you've got to find a quarterback they're slim picking just because you know what's out there isn't great, and the the decent players aren't playing. Do you want to go get a backup like a uh, like? Jeez, uh, I don't know who's uh, who's even starting. Um, Blaine Gabbard, I think, is it for yes. the In Chiefs? City. Yeah, yep, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, that's really the bottom of the barrel. If you're lucky on waivers. Hopefully there's a Mason Rudolph. The Steelers have a reason to play this Saturday. Um, Maybe even really want to go deeper. Tyrod Taylor is going to start for the Giants. Um, The Eagles might bail on that game if the Cowboys are winning at some point. And Taylor's looked halfway decent the last few weeks. And it's probably auditioning for another backup quarterback job somewhere else in the league next year. So there's an option there. But, yeah, you've, you've got to make sure and check. I think pretty much the teams have announced already who's sitting and, who will be starting. Um, look at the the Cardinals. Shocked the Eagles last week. Uh, Kyler Murray, if you've got them on your team, I'd start them. Not that the Cardinals have anything to play for, but they could definitely play spoilers in a rivalry game against the Seahawks, for instance.
1: And you've got the teams right now around 500, starting with Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Seattle, New Orleans, Minnesota, who are all still vying for a playoff spot. And in the AFC, Pittsburgh, houston indianapolis jaguars and the buffalo bills none of those teams have clinched a playoff spot so it's very crucial that they put their best foot forward this weekend if they want to go ahead and get the job done and get to the playoffs
3: yeah definitely and, and with the vikings even you know the lions may end up resting guys too i think they're probably going to be locked in as a three seed so i know they need vikings named nick mullen starter today not the greatest performer but i think like you said if even they've got a faint shot of winning they're going to play hard so i think uh there's another opportunity for you to to start a deep deep uh backup quarterback in your league should you need one
1: once again it is inside sports fantasy football it is chris lardieri from the dominic Excuse me, Chris Lardieri from the Domination Sports Nation, along with me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for listening. Got to go ahead and check out Chris and Dominic Lardieri. going to go ahead and check those two out. Wherever you get your podcasts on Domination Sports Nation and, of course, me at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, and, of course, ISFF as well. So when it comes right down to it, for most leagues, they are done. Uh, you now talk about what's going on with Keeper Leagues, but also the Playoff Leagues. I want to ask about this. I know that the Playoff Leagues hasn't caught on 100% with a lot of people. I know it's still not anywhere near as popular as the regular season leagues. Some people are usually burned out by this time. I know I'm not usually invested in it because as far as the Playoff Leagues are concerned, I just, again, I'm I'm so done with fantasy football as far as you know just projecting trying to get guys researching things of nature i kind of want to just enjoy the game for what it is but there are some leagues out there playoff leagues that are out there that'll be starting to heat themselves up this time next week your thoughts on some advice about starting up or joining into a playoff fantasy football league
3: yeah i've never played myself but the two things that always stood out to me are one, you've got to basically take a week by week approach and you've just got to try and start a, a quarterback or, you know, construct a lineup of guys you think that have favorable matchups or teams, for instance, you think might throw the ball more versus run, depending on what position you need. And then two, I feel like the second component is you almost have to forecast. Well, you know, if I've got a good quarterback, I want someone who is at least going to advance till the next round. But as we've seen in the NFL, that could be hard to predict. So, I almost feel like you've just got to take it one week at a time. You can keep an eye on the future. I mean, let's face it, the 49ers and Ravens, well, they're going to have a bye week. But, I mean, if you've got guys on that team in, in week two of the playoffs on, on either of those teams, you know, I've got to think both of those teams should at least win one round in advance to the conference championship game. So that I think there's some value there. But, yeah, I think you just basically got to treat it like a – like a playoff, whether it's quarterfinal, semifinal, in the regular season, fantasy football, where you're just looking at guys to put up numbers each week and worry about next week and the chips fall where they may as it comes.
1: If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, How important is it to select the right defense and kicker now that you're essentially in a one week off scenario where one bad week and it's out you go.
3: It's crucial. It, it definitely, I mean, we're blaming Jalen hurts for an interception in our league in the semifinals, but we had a kicker get hurt and a defense, uh, you know, lose some points late in the game that could have made up the difference. So it's crucial. The problem is forecasting. Those is really hard. I mean, I looked at rankings, and one of our kickers one week put up a one spot, and another week the following week put up a whopping one point. Uh, defenses underperform. I mean, we had the 49ers defense in our our third-place game in our league, and they put up decent points, but nowhere near what we would have thought or what was projected for them against the Commanders last week. So it is kind of hard. I think at that point, maybe you just look at the regular season trends, look for defenses that have been consistently putting up points. I mean, you're always going to have – one week we had the Dolphins put up 24 against the Jets. Those things are fluky. I don't think you'll see a lot of that in the playoffs as the teams are more evenly matched. But I think you've just got to go with quality and, and hope for the best. It's just so hard to forecast in a 17-week fantasy season. It's just even harder in a in a playoff league, I'd say.
1: Once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It is Chris Sardieri, along with me, Joe Bastard. Thanks so much for watching this we Truly appreciate it. If you have any last minute questions lineup changes things of that nature e- even if the waiver wire is still open in your league go ahead and give us a shout out is at yahoo.com or inside sports ff on twitter so my friend before we get into any playoff previews next week and all that of course it comes down to the final week of the nfl season i know there's there's some games out there that are of interest again if you are in a fantasy football championship Weekend scenario, this is obviously a key, and this is probably one of the hardest weekends to do it in because you have to deal with teams like, as Chris said, who either will try to be protecting players, having them not play or play a limited number of series. Yeah, it's really going to be tricky for a lot of teams this weekend if they are playing in their championship league, that they're playing in their championship game. Want to hear your thoughts, though, on some good matchups that could still be available in the NFL when you look at NFL Week 18 this weekend.
3: Yeah, right off the bat, Saturday night, I think this uh, Colts-Texans game could be a real barn burner, and C.J. Stroud, you know, missed some time with a concussion. Looks like he's back up to speed. I know the Colts beat up the Texans in their first matchup this season, but I don't see the Texans rolling over by any means, so I think both of those quarterbacks – uh, if, if you're looking from a fantasy championship perspective are worth looking at. And then two, um, another game where one team really has nothing to play for, but they've got a lot of momentum versus a team that has a shot at the playoffs. Still Packers and bears in the uh, late afternoon window on Sunday, that's a rivalry game to begin with. You know, there's talk that the bears higher ups are happy with Eber and want to keep him as coach and potentially keep, Justin Fields and and pass on you know one of the top QBs coming out of college so uh, I think Fields has something to prove too he's been playing well the last few weeks so I think those are two games right there where there's definitely something riding on the line but you've got both sides of the ball on both teams players playing well let's not forget about Jordan Love you know much maligned in the middle of the season he's really come on as the Packers try and make a wild card push
1: that he has, uh, but again, with the Bears, uh, Fields I think is as adequate quarterback. But I'm sorry if you have the first, or if you end up getting the first draft pick, which by a, and actually a good trade that they made, actually must will have or looks like they will have. Uh, I seriously think you cannot pass up on a a possible franchise changing quarterback. Absolutely not.
3: Sorry. Yeah. I agree, hurt. especially because you're if you like fields and you're gonna be in the same situation the Giants were this past offseason with Daniel Jones. You're gonna have to pay market rate for a guy that's not an elite quarterback, and you're gonna have to tie him up for at least two years, depending on how it's structured. So at the very least, do you reboot? Do you pick a Caleb Williams and pay him rookie scale for uh, you know, albeit on a number one pick, but a lot cheaper than what it would cost to pay going market rate for a daniel jones type quarterback which is what i think he's getting about 40 million a year so are economics involved unless they just think williams isn't the real deal or if they do like they did last year like hey we got this top pick we know you want caleb williams team x we're gonna fleece you and we're just gonna keep building through the draft and stockpile more first round picks or future first round picks so that's always on the table especially if there's a team at wants to move up just a couple spots and the bears think we'll we'll get a receiver we'll get a tackle we can live with it
1: i think another game of interest uh, especially at the hierarchy and the top of especially because buffalo still needs to play its way in is miami and buffalo i know miami has already clinched a playoff spot but they haven't secured which spot yet and a loss to the buffalo bills and if the numbers work out right, that could end up changing the dynamic of the actual how the playoffs are set. The Buffalo uh, Bills are still uh, looking on the outside, looking in. And it could be just something where if they do win tonight in that this weekend, if they do win this weekend, then things could be much better for them as far as a pretty decent seat. I think they still have a shot at the number two seed, even though they're looking on the outside right now
3: yeah definitely so there's a lot riding on that game i think if they win you know like you said uh it's nice to have a home game in round one and it'd be even nicer as the two seed to play the seven which is going to be a lot weaker team so uh yeah this this has all the, the feeling and and just kind of logistically the feel of a playoff game is coming sunday night so a lot on the line there and then the 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 Dolphins, after getting their heads handed to them against the Ravens, they got to show, are are we a playoff-caliber team, or are we just going to back in with our tail between our legs and wounded?
1: So we finish up this show, my friend, on a good note as we head down. uh, End of the season, you take a look at the stats, you take a look what's going on, you head out, and you want to go ahead and make sure that everything's okay out on the porch. And when you look over there to your side, you look at the doghouse, still kind of sullen with the weather, kind of still cold outside. But you know what? The dog's still there. The dog still has some love for you, because woof woof! woof it's time to head over and give a bone to the doghouse. So NFL Week 18, my friend, who is your pick for this week's doghouse?
3: Well, before I get to that, I'd, I'd like to thank the referees in the Lions Cowboys game. Luckily did not have any bearing on my pick of lions getting six and a half, which I felt very confident about Uh damn Campbell. You are a bozo. While I don't blame you for the whole reporting of the eligible, ineligible tackle. I lost track at this point. What's what? Uh, and it should have counted as a two pointer and they should have gotten a win. Well, the penalty was thrown. It was called. They pushed the lions back, kicked the darn extra point. Dan go to overtime. Even if Dallas wins, they don't kick the extra point. I still cover because, as always, as I tell you on this show, make sure to get your insurance at that extra half a point when you're doing these things. But I digress. Anyway, that's another we can make a whole show about that game, duh, Gerald. Um, this week, as we mentioned, a lot of team sitting guys. I won't even look at those lines. I mean, that's basically the equivalent of trying to bet on a preseason NFL game in August. There are a couple games where there's still uh, one team, like I alluded to earlier, with the Bears that's not in it, another one that's got – Playoff ramifications. And I settled on my beloved or not much love this year, New York Giants at home in the Meadowlands, finishing up the season against the Eagles. The Eagles are giving the Giants five points. I don't know what Vegas or the online world is looking at. Uh, The Eagles have been, frankly, playing like crap down the stretch. The Giants could have beaten them. The lowly Cardinals did beat them in Philly. And honestly, if the Cowboys get a big enough lead, they're playing at the same time against the commanders in dc they get a big enough lead the eagles are going to wrap up and shut down everything and get the second string in and i would not be surprised if the giants turn it on and win the game outright but five points is a lot i'll take it i still think if there's something riding on this game the eagles will probably play it out and win but uh, i am not impressed with this team and frankly i think dallas is going to beat washington so i don't even think we'll see the uh the first string squad of the eagles on the field for much of this game and like i i mentioned earlier tyrod taylor is playing for something what i don't know saquon barkley's future is in the air with the giants i'm sure he's got something on the line and honestly brian dable and the coaching staff probably want to end on a positive note in this bitter year so take the giants in the five
1: i've got a little bit of a different uh feel for the raiders and broncos uh, i know that it's a uh, right now but two and a half i think either which way got the raiders now favored because they're on the hot streak and they've been looking good under antonio pierce but i have a feeling that whatever success that they've had so far with antonio pierce might get a little bit upended this weekend in denver i know denver and the whole controversy with russell wilson i know that's been a big issue as of late you know him deciding to be benched because he does not want to take the uh the hit in the contract and i can't say i blame him because you know this league is pretty tough and any money that you can get you should keep and you should earn and he i think even though he's had uh, statistically a decent season he's not been able to get that team where i think that they wanted to be with sean payton so they made the call whether it's payton or the upper brass we'll see but Yeah, they are eliminated from the playoffs, even though they're 8-8. and Uh, They're playing the Raiders 7-9. and So I still think, though, that in the final week that they will go ahead with uh, Stidham. I think uh, Jared Stidham uh, is going to be the quarterback for this week. And, uh, you know, I think that's good enough to get the job done. He won last week. I think it'll be an ugly game, and I think it'll end both their seasons in misery as far as it's concerned. It won't be the prettiest thing to watch. But you know what? I think the uh, Denver... Broncos will be able to get the job done this weekend.
3: Yeah, I can't say I disagree with that logic and you know I feel like both Stidham and Peyton have something to prove and again they probably want to finish with some nice positive momentum heading into next year.
1: And above 500 records so that, that would be helps a,
3: too. And, yeah. and let's let's face it that's regardless of what happened with Wilson and the controversy with that and the Broncos having a shot at the playoffs having a bad loss to New England um no one especially after the Dolphins blitzed the Broncos earlier this season. No one thought Sean Payton would have this team in a winning record at this point in January. So, regardless, it's impressive work.
1: There you go. Once again, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It is Gerald Glassford. I am host of the Lakers Fast Break and Pop Culture Cosmos. Join me on those great shows as well. But before we head and out, here's one half of the great tag team of the Lardieres. What's going on with the Domination Sports Nation before we head on out?
3: Well, we uh, took a little hiatus around the holidays. Uh, Both of us managed to come down with the flu. We're recovering, but Dom sends his best and says, Happy New Year, by the way. But uh, we will be back on the air with plenty to talk about including the nfl playoff preview after that shakes out sunday evening we know who's playing who and what time and uh let's not forget there's a game that'll only be on peacock next weekend so uh i know you you must be as excited as i am about that gerald that i gotta go download an app to watch an nfl playoff game but again we could do a whole rant of a show on that but uh and then we'll be talking to uh, the nba's heating up here the uh my, my beloved or uh, as i say with the giants maybe not so much loved new york knicks making a head scratcher of a trade uh the lakers seem to be reeling whereas the clippers have quietly you know now i believe they're nine games above 500 so a lot of storylines in the nba to talk about here as we head into the winter doldrum months and then two uh before you know what baseball will be around the corner and The Dodgers signing two huge free agents. I I think some more chips will start to fall in the free agency market as February approaches and we head into spring training. But uh, definitely look for us wherever you get your podcasts. It's dom In nation Sports Nation. Follow us on Instagram at Domination Sports Nation. Or you can follow me on Twitter, X, whatever it's called these days, at Chris L. Sports.
1: There you go. Go ahead and catch the Domination Sports Nation wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Chris, always great to have you here, my friend, my tag team partner on this show for many a moon. Looking forward to going ahead and uh, talking about the playoffs next week when it gets underway. Looking forward, whether it's on Peacock or not, So <laughs> we'll still go ahead and be able to talk about it. And we'll have our picks because we're here through the Super Bowl. Looking forward to some more great... Football action right here on Inside Sports Fantasy Football.